Coming up, why you should say no to the next promotion. And then CEO of Bethel Tech, Brian Collins, joins me to talk about how corporate America is disrupting colleges in America. Let's go. Helping you win in your work life so that you can win in the rest of your life. This is the Ken Coleman Show. I'm Ken. All right, let's talk about this. Some of you are considering a promotion right now. Some of you are hoping for a promotion. And I think that a lot of you need to be saying no to the next time you're offered a promotion. What? How is that possible? Because a lot of the times, the promotions you're being offered are not a good fit. It's that simple. It's just not a good fit. And yet you take it, and I would submit to you that taking a promotion that isn't a good fit will end up putting you behind. So why do we take promotions that we shouldn't take? This is the question. And the reason is there is intense pressure that we put on ourselves. And let's be honest, there's just intense relational pressure, cultural pressure. Three types of pressure coming your way. And the pressure is you got to move up. Got to move up. Got to be successful. And again, I want everybody, everybody to be successful. That's what this entire show is about, is you being the best version of you to make a difference in the world. That's what I define as success, making that unique contribution that only you can make. But because of this pressure, the pressure from culture, be successful, go, 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 get into a good college, get a good job, you know, all these things. It just, it's there. And then, and then that creates personal pressure. And then there's pressure of our family members and friends that it may not be overt in the, in a, uh, maybe a, uh, intense way, but it's there. And so that pressure makes us say yes to any promotion without thinking it through. In fact, we think we're thinking it through, and but this is what the thought process goes like. Oh, I'm excited. Hey, they like me. They want to promote me. And we think about that for a good while. Oh, yeah. And by the way, that sh- it, it does feel good, should feel good. And then we start, after we think a little bit about, boy, this feels good. I deserve it. They think I deserve it. I am worthy, right? It's great. Then we start thinking about, oh, that title's going to sound good. Can't wait to see those new business cards. Oh, I love it. At next month's Mixer, I got a new card with a new title. I'm very cool. And we start thinking about that. And then we start thinking about the bigger paycheck. Ooh, that's nice. I like that paycheck. I'm going to be able to buy this car. I'm going to be able to go on this vacation. And how about my clothes, my shoes, whatever. So that's the thought process. But we don't actually think about it. We don't think about it. Well, is this something I want to do? Is this the best fit for me? No, we don't do that. Societal standards... Societal pressure tells us it is nonsensical, it is idiotic to turn any of those things down I just walked through. Why would you walk away from that? But that promotion is not all glitter and gold, folks. 
Now, I don't know if any of you uh, are old enough to remember. I never know who's listening. Now, Joe gets this one. I don't know if Alex gets this, but do you get this one? Okay. So, one of the news items of my life was when O.J. Simpson was accused of murder. And I'll never forget it. It was summer and I want to say it was 1993, so it's early 90s. 93, 94. Actually, it was 94. 1994. Wow, it's all coming back to me, Joe. I can't believe my old brain is working. And uh, I was on a date. And we came back from the date. And we're sitting in the living room of this girl's house with her mom and dad talking. And the NBA Finals was on. And that's when the white Bronco chase happened. For those of you not old enough, like this was unbelievable. All right, so anyway, all that said... It was the trial of the century. And one of the most famous lines in the trial was when Johnny Cochran had O.J. put on a glove that was a piece of evidence, and the defense was essentially trying to prove that this was not O.J. Simpson's glove because it didn't fit. And he dramatically had O.J. stand up in court. And I, you got to be able to pull this up on YouTube. But he puts the glove on and, you know, the whole struggle and whether or not he's acting or not, I'm not taking a position. But essentially, it appeared as though the glove was too small. And Johnny Cochran looked at the jury and said, if the glove does not fit, you must acquit. <laughs> and so it was it was unbelievable. It was a beautiful line. It, it, was, it, was, it was just like everybody was talking about. And so if the role does not fit, you must say no. You got to say no. You got to say, I'm passing. Now, all promotions look good and feel good on the surface, as I said earlier. They all do. All the promotions look good and feel good. But how do you evaluate that this promotion is something that is good for you, that you should say yes to? First, you got to look at, does it allow me to use my talent most of the day. The things that I'm good at is a large portion of this role using, utilizing what I do best. Second, does it allow me to do work that I really, really enjoy? This is passion. Third, does the role allow me to contribute results, produce results that I care deeply about? It needs to have pretty good marks on all three of those questions. If it is a next step on the ladder, it doesn't have to have as much of that. But it needs to have a good chunk of it, and it absolutely must be the next step on the ladder. So it positions you. Then let's look at culture. Let's look at culture. Do your values align with this company? You don't want to take a promotion for something and get in there and go, oh, I'm just not in the right place. I, these aren't my people. There's a values question. Do you want to be in this environment long term? You got to check that out. Next, what about the team itself? Can you do your homework in the interview? You should. Remember, the interview is just as much for you as it is for anybody else. And you need to figure out what is this team like, the people you're going to be working with? What, what is the leader? Ask questions in the interview to get an idea of what the culture of the actual team is. Do you fit in them? with that. You're going to spend a lot of time with these people. And so you got to make sure that you know that you can hang out with these people. Now, why does this matter? 
Why does this matter so much? Millions of Americans changed jobs during the Great Resignation. Millions of people changed jobs. We saw crazy numbers, and I reported them on the show. Why do they do it? Because they didn't know how to say no. They didn't know how to say no because they just thought they had to say yes. They went for a better title, leveraging the economic climate to make more money, and then we saw an interesting piece of data pop out of all this. It was then called the Great Regret. Millions of Americans who took a promotion got to the new place and realized it wasn't everything they thought it was going to be. In many cases, they had been lied to. But regardless, they were responsible. The role they took was not the role that they thought it was going to be. And why? Because they didn't take time to evaluate each opportunity to see if it was right for them. And I don't want you to make a significant change all because it looks good and feels good. I want you to make a change in your work, take that promotion, because it is good. And, and what I mean, like, catch this, it's good because it gets you on the next rung of the ladder that you need to be climbing or it's good because it puts you in your sweet spot where you're using what you do best to do what you love to produce results that matter. That is what I mean by good. You can't just look good and feel good because of the title and the money. Or else that look good, feel good will end up being a really bad decision and you'll regret it. And now you have to make more change, disrupt your life even more because you didn't have the maturity to make sure that the next promotion was an actual good fit. Make sure you're doing your homework, asking the deep questions. Don't just let emotion dictate that you take the next promotion. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, one way to win at work is to do work that you care deeply about. Like you actually give a crap about it. It's meaningful. But what do you do? How do you do that? Well, you got to dig. You got to figure out what is that? What is in my heart? So I ask people all the time, who are the people you really want to help? So you got to spend time on that. So how would you spend maybe an extra hour a day? Is it about reading a book, listening to a podcast like this or something else? Is it a new skill? Or is it coffee with a mentor? Is it yoga? Maybe, maybe not. But can I make a suggestion? If this is about the heart and doing meaningful work, I think therapy can help you find what really matters to you, your life, your life experience, environment you grew up in, pains, victories, that shapes your heart. And if you're thinking about therapy as, well, I just got to have something really bad going on in my life, I think you're missing it. I want you to try better help. Just try it. Therapy isn't just for people who are going through trauma. It's really great for awareness, self-awareness, to be able to build skills, to take that awareness and transfer it into work that really matters to you. And boy, will that change your life and your income. BetterHelp's awesome because they're flexible enough to fit your busy schedule. And it's all online. You fill out a short questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch at any time for no cost. Listen, folks, I do regular therapy. I can't endorse it enough. It's about awareness, and awareness is a superpower. So make time for what makes you happy. Use your time with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Ken today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Ken. Ken. 
Welcome back to the Ken Coleman Show. Thrilled to have you with us. All right. Very excited. I recently had the CEO of Bethel Tech, Ryan Collins, in to talk about something that I am very passionate about, and that is how college and universities are being disrupted in our culture right now. And also, what are corporate leaders... um, the corporate America entity as it relates to getting more people, they're trying to recruit people. What are they doing to train people to actually change the way that the system is training new workers? We get into that. You're going to love it. Here is my conversation with Ryan. All right, Ryan, let's talk about disruption of higher education. You and I have spent a lot of time off the air, a lot of time together. We're both equally passionate about it. In fact, we get really fired up when we're hanging out talking about this. But let's just talk really high level. And I'm going to throw this to you because I've got thoughts too. When you and I talk about higher education needs to be stinking disrupted and then we get all fired up, what do we mean? What do we mean when we say that? Yeah, well, I think that the traditional model is is out of date. It's right. not working for the no. modern student. 41% of Gen Z, yeah. Ryan, new poll, 41% say it's not worth it. Yeah. They're pulling that from somewhere. Where they're getting that impression. Yeah. They're paying attention. Yeah. So this isn't just two old dudes. Yeah. Right? You're not even old. I'm technically <laughs> old. But compared to Gen Z, we are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think when Gen Z is saying that, then that you you got a problem. And, you know, we've seen it that the traditional model hasn't actually fit the um, the needs of the non-traditional learner. So the working adult that had to put college on hold. Right. And you know, colleges will typically say, you need to drop everything in your life to meet us where we're at. And that doesn't work. In fact, there's over 40 million individuals in the U.S. alone that have, who have some college credit and no degree. That's a waste of time and waste of money. We've talked about that. Yeah. So they're looking for non-traditional options. They're looking for online modality. They're looking for accelerated learning programs like Bethel School of Technology, things that are immediately applicable that don't even um, require a degree right. so that they can go and get a job and change so their life. is this an area where you, we could disrupt in this for this moment, this conversation? You and I are co-education secretaries, and we've get given broad-based powers. This is fantasy land, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but but we're going to get practical in this. So I heard you say something and it made me think. So if you're going to get a technology degree or a computer science degree, how many, because you know this better than I do, how many hours, total hours, uh, are you going to have to take just to get that degree versus a Bethel Tech program? You're talking 120 credit hours for a four-year computer science degree. 120 credit yeah, hours, he, when it can be done in how many hours? In, well, I mean, you could talk, you know, 15 to 36 weeks. 15 to 36 Yeah, days. so, I mean, that would be... Is that an know, hour per week? Yeah, you know, that's 20 hours per week. Okay. But it's, you're, you're, you're getting it in, you're getting in, you're getting out. You're getting okay, so out. it's not so much the less hours, it's just you're getting it done a lot faster. A lot faster, and, you know, again, you can do it on your own time. You right. can do it and still have your job, still work right. that job that's actually paying the bills. Right. And oftentimes those companies, most companies in the U.S. will help you go back to school, right. which is a great perk that you need to be taking advantage of. But you don't have to drop everything and spend five to eight hours a day in a campus environment right. do it online completely immersed yeah so that's one disruption yeah let's talk about the finance piece yeah you've been in the business of education mm-hmm. and that's what i love about you business and education you've been on both sides yeah kind of combining it what do we do to disrupt this issue of the tuition cost when we see that from 2010 to 2022 college tuition 
rose each year at a rate of 12 percent yeah it's per I, year yeah, yeah it, i think it's either it's at least doubled the rate of inflation if not tripled the rate of oh inflation. well tr- inflation during that same period was 2.5 yeah, percent yeah so hello yeah and then the roi you look at all the different studies and you know students are seeing and employers are seeing that the roi is going down they're not getting ready to work graduates right. and so they're looking for alternative solutions so there's an open door whenever there is a deficiency that is an opportunity to disrupt and so you have programs like bethel tech and you have other accelerated learning programs you have micro credential certificate programs that um, that don't require you to spend four years learning things that you don't even need for the workplace we're saying get in learn what you need immediately applicable skills and then get a job and so companies are looking at that and universities have to adapt. They have to iterate. And the ones that ones that don't will be will be left in the dust. And you're so starting what to will see that, that look like? Well, take a traditional degree yeah. and then say, what is going to have to change? Yeah, well, it has it has to be more applicable. They have to engage employers. They have to sit at the table with employers and say, we think we know what we need. But is this what you need? Ah, that's good. And if not then you need to adjust. Right. You need to adjust with that, you know, if you're here in Nashville, you need to know what a local employer needs so that your students that are here can go straight from here to that company and they're not going to have to retrain them. They shouldn't have to do that. That's why the higher education model exists is to actually create that training mechanism so that companies don't have to do it. But companies are seeing over and over that they're not getting ready to work graduates. And so that's that is a perfect recipe for disruption. That's right, because what's going to happen is corporations are going to go, we're going to create our own model. Yeah. Google's doing it. Yeah, Google's doing it. I mean, it's interesting. Companies are starting to work with innovative universities and higher ed- education institutions to say, would you build something like this with us? And if you will. Here's the awesome thing. We will actually fund employees to go through this program entirely. Okay, so tell me, that's awesome. So tell me what that looks like. So you've got the corporation and you've got an innovative university and they're sitting in the room together. Yeah. Tell us what's happening. What are they developing? What does that look like? Yeah. Well, so just as an uh, employee education benefit, you'll see a lot of uh, companies that will provide $5,250 a year in in tuition reimbursement for their employees to go back to school. That's the tax exemption threshold for them to be able to offer that. Okay. Gotcha. But 10 years ago, almost 10 years ago, uh, the CEO, former CEO of Starbucks, Howard Schultz, and the president of uh, Arizona State University, Dr. Crow, um, sat at a Starbucks and just on the back of the napkin, basically built a, a corporate education partnership model in which at the, at, at the end of their conversation, basically mapped out how baristas at Starbucks, any employee at Starbucks who wanted to go back and get their degree could through the 80 plus at that time online degree programs at Arizona State. That rewrote everything. Then you started seeing other corporations and other institutions starting to do the same. Even to the point now, and and Arizona State, I will say, uh, is leading the charge in this. They have been, they're a highly innovative public university. Uh, They've got a partnership with Uber. So if you're an Uber driver out there, they've got a partnership where if you've done 2,000 rides, you can go to Arizona State University completely free. And now they have over 120 on Wow. And you can actually provide that. You can offer that to your spouse and your children and your parents, too, if they want to take advantage of that. This is what it looks like. So in, it's a true friends and family yeah, thing. It if is. you've and, got 2,000 hours as an Uber yeah. driver, you mm-hmm. and your entire family. Yeah. 
first 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 uh, connection. I mean, uh, what do I say? First generation, or is it like cousins? Uncle uh, Larry. Yeah, they have. I think it's it's uh, parents, sib, uh, siblings, which is amazing. Uh, yeah, spouse and and kids. You know, look, I'm here. I'm the founder and CEO of Bethel School of Technology. Right. I think we are the best tech program for the world. Right. But I want to let people know that there are opportunities out there to right. fund your education, whether it's through Bethel Tech or not, sure. that will meet you where you're at it's and incredible. that you can get it completely free so, so you don't have to feed into the $1.9 trillion yes. dollar consumer That's debt we at. have it's unbelievable. student loans, which is the number one consumer debt. How is, how is Arizona State paying for that? Is Uber... <laughs> What's that they, look so like? they're, they've uh, they've been really strategic in how they model that. So um, and I I don't know all the the mechanics of the Uber uh, program. I do know a Starbucks. So they did this. They started it with Starbucks. So Starbucks. I don't think you can do it for friends and family, but you can go back to school for free. Right. If you're a barista Does at a Starbucks, Starbucks, pay for it essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what they do, Arizona State discounts their online tuition price um, per credit. Okay. And then they require everyone to go through um, to apply for the FAFSA. Gotcha. financial aid. So with FAFSA, they're student loans, but what they're looking for is Pell Grants. So they're thinking if you are need-based and if you're working, you, you you know, there's a good opportunity if you are, if you, if your income meets a certain threshold or uh, is at a certain spot that you can get Pell Grants and different things like that. So gotcha. they'll basically factor all those things in to lower your cost. And then what I, what I, imagine is that what Starbucks has done on average has gotten it to where their tuition reimbursement model or tuition assistance model on average per employee is in that 5250 threshold so they can write that off as a tax exemption right so between Pell Grants and, yeah and, and but scholarships no, but no student loans no student loans okay great no student loans okay this but, is what but it looks for like. the actual employee they're not paying anything and then Starbucks is up to that 5250 yeah. which this is another thing we ought to see Congress raise that yeah, you know, I see Congress raise that threshold. Yes. Well, I agree. I agree because you have other incredible companies like Verizon. Verizon, you can go to your local Verizon corporate retail store to get your new phone. And they give those sales reps $8,500 a year up front to go back to school. Wow. That's not even reimbursement. That is you submit your classes up front and right. you don't even have to worry about funding it up front and getting paid back. Wow. And Signet Healthcare, I actually, in another company that I helped start, uh, we built an incredible program with Signet Healthcare to help in their tuition reimbursement model, which is one of the best. I mean, you can see it across the board. Companies are stepping up. They're doing it because one, for every dollar that they spend on tuition reimbursement, they get $3 back in terms of employee retention. Wow. So this is, they're being strategic. Yeah, this is a great benefit. Yeah. And then it also shows initiative from the employee. Right. And it shows that you, it, it feeds into their career progression model. Right. So you're sitting uh, across the table from your manager and saying, I want to get into leadership role. Um, here's where I'm at. Here's where I'm going. Here's where I'm learning. Right. This shows incredible initiative. And you don't have to do that funding it all out of your own pocket. Wow. So that's wonderful. All right. Hope you enjoyed that with Ryan Collins. We have more of this fascinating and equipping conversation coming up. This is The Ken Coleman Show.
more and more and more we are seeing that no degree is required. Very excited that I had Ryan Collins, who's the CEO of Bethel Tech, one of my partners here on the Ken Colbert Show, stop in and we talk about this, how that is changing the landscape of work with the degree requirement going away. And even more exciting, how there are so many more high-paying jobs coming along with the fact that there is no degree required. Let's jump right back into this conversation with Ryan Collins, Bethel Tech CEO. You're looking at the, the landscape. What are some other industries like tech that can absolutely move forward and already seeing people moving to qualify people without a true college degree? Yeah, I mean, well, of course, tech. Right. Um, but you, we're looking at welding, if you, plumbing. If, you can, if you're a plumber, right. I mean, you're making bank. Yeah. yeah, and there's such a shortage as well. Right, you know, um, the even billing, medical billing, and coding. I mean, there's you could you, you could just Google in like you know best jobs that don't require a degree. Right, and you'll see that list grow and grow as more companies are realizing that they can't really wait on the university system to right. pump out these graduates who they're going to have to spend the next nine months yeah. training. The way I'll, I'll tell you one that I've been diving into because my son's interested in it. We've talked a lot about it. I went down to Georgia and we saw the Georgia Film Institute and the film industry. Yes. It does not require a four-year degree. Yeah. And there are some schools that are allowing kids to be learning during the day yeah. and working the next day mm-hmm. as PAs, production assistants. Yeah. You know, I think about politics. I went straight into politics. I'm a college dropout because I didn't need that degree. And this mm-hmm. was back, you know, in 95, 96. Yeah. Uh, there could be trade schools, if you will, mm-hmm. for training someone in the art of political work there there are specific yes. types of jobs yeah, yeah. Uh, i think of the acting i think of film i think of um uh audio production audio and video production <laughs> you know it's so, i mean that's the future yeah it's so crazy ken because what you're sharing uh so uh, i've talked to you i think i've talked to you about this but we've actually started a college bethel college um and i oversee the college and so in addition to bethel school of technology we have our bethel music college we just launched an audio production program it's, it is the best in the world like people come to bethel to learn how to do audio production and so we've created a program around that we also it's also like worship and stuff like that but then we have a conservatory of the arts so we have programs at at the the longest program that we have is an acting program that's three years but we have certificates in screenwriting and filmmaking things like that and we connect with industry leaders on creating that pipeline in there we've even been talking about how do we we want to create a farm system in Georgia with right. the with the explosion of entertainment yeah. that's going on yeah, there. The with, film is exploding. Yeah. yeah. So I do think that that is another one that you absolutely you need to get your hands dirty, you know, mm-hmm. and that doesn't require you being in just learning kind of the philosophical right. things that come with a yeah. with a university education. You need to get immediately applicable skills and. Oftentimes, those skills do not require four-year or even two-year That's degrees. exactly right. Let's take something that's a little bit more general, and if you wanted to be a writer, I would never tell someone who wants to be a writer, a, a, just a general writing, to go get a journalism degree. Yeah. Because number one, journalism doesn't pay squat. <laughs> I'm a journalism major. I know. <laughs> but but if, let's say with all the skills that a writer has in today's yeah. world, marketing, social media, yeah. Uh, you know, you talk about digital marketing, how digital marketing has become like, oh, the, I mean, yeah. if you're a good writer, yeah, I can think of about five to 10 
amazing paths for you to win professionally. Yes. But it's not the old school, well, yeah. I got to get a journalism degree yeah. and prove that I'm a writer. And I'm not knocking journalism. No, no, no. The, the best way to become a good writer is to read. Exactly. You learn, you read, you find voices that you really yeah. appreciate, whether that's Malcolm Gladwell right. or, or whomever, you know, King Coleman. Yeah, and I can think of 10 people, yeah. I'm not kidding you, in no. Nashville, yeah. who should probably start a writing school yeah. or like a Bethel Tech. And it's like, here's a program, it's yeah. X amount of weeks. Yeah. And we're going to teach you the ins and the outs of writing, and you're going to get real experience. Yeah. You don't need to go to a four-year degree I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. And just start writing. And there's so many platforms that you can start writing and, you know, just learn your craft and learn your voice. And uh, I remember when I was writing, I was doing, I used to write the sports articles for American Airlines, their in-flight magazine. And then I wrote for this group, um, this long-form um, digital outlet called SB Nation. My editor he was the editor for the best i wrote sports articles best in american sports writing volumes he would basically aggregate the best sports articles all um, every year he it was a master class in learning to write the fact that he took me under his wing and he held my feet to the flame to make sure i was writing the right way that that was two articles that i did with him that was a total of six months it was incredible i learned more in that interaction with him yeah. then four years um in a journalism degree at one of the best journalism schools in the country yeah. and i love that school yeah. by the way um but it was like i could have like this is what i need so you find apprenticeship i mean that basically i was becoming an apprentice informally sure so i do think apprenticeships are another thing whether that's writing or plumbing or tech jobs like i think that that's you know going back to the old gym kind of so using a rocky term but apprenticeships i do think are the way forward and you can learn by seeing somebody teach model activate that's actually our whole philosophy in in bethel tech you learn um somebody's modeling it to you and then they activate you to do it yeah. and, and i think that's the way of the future and that does not require four years it and does not thousand dollars i want those that are watching this to understand what they should do practically based on your advice to go see what your employer may be willing to offer because of the tax credit that companies get. How do they go about practically talking to their leader and saying, hey, I'd like to get some continuing education. Would you help me? Like, what's that look like? Because yeah. I think that's a little nerve wracking for people. Yeah. So give them some navigation. Yeah, I think it, de it depends on if you're in a, a career path that you love, then have a conversation with your supervisor on how you can grow. Okay. Every supervisor loves oh, sure. you. When, when my employees come to me and say that, I am quick to uh, honor that right. because that's the kind of employee that you want. You sure. are falling over yourselves to find somebody who's going to take that type of initiative. And so if they're, let's just say they're a, a call center representative and they want to get into um, business analytics or something like that, or maybe they, maybe they want to get into a tech job. Like look at, what talk to the advisor make sure that it's a job related um degree that will be funded by tuition reimbursement right. uh, and then go after it and then if you're looking at making some type of leap in your own company or uh, maybe there's a company that you love that you dream of working for just look and see what jobs are open i guarantee you if it's a major company there are probably thousands of tech jobs and if that's something that interests you or you have an inclination toward it just start 
doing your research. That's Start right. learning about kind of the ins and outs of basic um, software development. See if that's something that sparks something in you. There are free programs. You can go to YouTube and find free programs on, you know, just getting kind of the, the basics of software development. And then if you like it, then talk to your employer and um, find a program like Bethel Tech that you can actually get high touch, high support and learn the ins and outs so you can uh, you can transition into that type yeah. of And the key here is is that we want people to understand that that you may get shot down, but if you don't and they're going, hey, we'd be willing to do this. It's because they want to retain you. They yeah. want to move you up. That's yeah. why companies are willing to do this. Well, and let me plain just, and simple. Let me be frank. If your supervisor shoots you down for your initiative to grow, mm-hmm. You may not want to be working. Well, hundred percent. Yeah, you ain't going anywhere. I'm telling that's you. Exactly so right. That's you, exactly yeah, right. That's exactly right. So that, but most employers, they're really looking for those. Is this something that's easy to discover in the job search process? Yep. How would one find yeah, that? Yeah, if you go to Glassdoor, um, you go to Indeed, all these major job sites or just type in, you know, you could type in companies with the best tuition reimbursement. Okay. And there'll be a list of 50 of there. I mean, I typed them up last night, you know, just doing some research. And, you know, there's, there were a lot of good ones and there were some that are on the list that I know, actually, those are even better, you know, but the most companies do, I mean, whether it's Lowe's, whether it's Walmart, whether it's Home Depot, I mean, you're probably already working at these companies. Right. Take advantage Just, of it. Yeah, talk to the HR yes, team. Yes. You, you know, that's an actual, you know, you don't have to talk to your direct leader just to snoop yeah. around yeah. and kind of gauge the situation. But I love that advice if we're in the job search. Let's look at a place that offers tuition yeah. reimbursement because now you know yeah. that this is a company who wants to develop people yeah. for the purpose of promoting people. Yeah, think two and three steps ahead too. Like let's say that you, you, you're not where you want to be. You need a job. Look for a job, and even if it's a job that you don't necessarily want to be in at that moment, look at a company that will invest in progressing your career within that organization. So you might start at a certain point, but know that that could lead to, you know, uh, the dream job that you want, and that company will help you make it happen. This is... This is what it looks like to be uh, a student in the new model of education. Yeah, yeah. And this is where it needs to go. It does. Yeah. To that end, I want to flip it for a moment. Talk to leaders. Mm-hmm. So we have some small business people probably listening, watching this, yeah. and they're going, okay, this sounds great. This will be a great employee benefit. Mm-hmm. Uh how do I get started? What would be your advice? Yeah, there? there's a couple of things. If you're a large company, make it happen. It's not hard. Yeah. You know, just you probably already have an employee education benefit. I would say look at maybe even increasing it uh, and and then work directly. You know, I see companies that will work directly with universities. Maybe they um, create a network of universities, 10 to 20 universities mm-hmm. that you can trust and have the degree programs that you know are relatable to your organization. If you're a small to medium-sized business owner and you don't have the capacity for an employee education benefit, set aside in your budget every year X amount of dollars for training and development. And so you want to recognize your high potential employees. And as part of your career progression model and seeing where you want them to go, factor in just say $10,000, 10 to $15,000 for maybe 15 to 20 people. 
and work with them to find programs that are going to help them grow within your organization. So wow. if that's something on the tech side, you know, you don't need to you don't need to invest $150,000 in a computer science degree, invest in something like Bethel Tech and say, we will actually connect you directly. And we know that they have the programs that we're looking for. And once you're done, we will transition you into, you know, one of these types of roles. Right. You know, it really is. I mean, gosh, you see it. Liberty Mutual's done this. AT&T has done this. Verizon's done this. Cigna Healthcare has done this. Bank of America. They're all being very strategic about their training and development budget and their employee education benefit. Yeah, because let's be honest, this leads to higher retention. Yes, and that's yeah. the game right now. Yeah. Companies are scrambling to keep people. In the tech side, every 30 days that a tech job, a software development job goes, um, uh, that stays open, it's a it's an opportunity cost of over $60,000. Unbelievable. So they are wanting the talent. All right, good stuff there from Ryan Collins at Bethel Tech. Hey, if you're enjoying this content, we would love for you to like the video, like the episode, subscribe, and share and remember this we're going to keep you informed so that you are equipped to do the work that you want to do this is the ken coleman show thanks for listening to the ken coleman show for more you can find the show on demand wherever you listen to podcasts and watch the show on youtube you can also find ken across all social media by following at ken coleman